0: Hi (laughs) Meg
1: (laughs) on
2: Hello Erica. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome back to our podcast. Almost a year later.
1: So we have been talking about having you back on the podcast for several episodes now so we're so
2: happy that you're yeah. here. I know it keeps coming up. we keep having like moments of like oh friendship oh r- ritual <laughs> Oh our friend Erica so much so that we had to like insert me explaining who you were into an episode uh, because I, I just started like using your name <laughs> and Sabrina was like nobody knows who Erica is. Like, well, they're gonna know now. <laughs> I have a reoccurring
0: cameo that just pops up. I'm, I'm technically the actual, like, in the cast of the season, the season show. I just pop up every now and then. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
2: Yes. Guest star. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human Design in Real Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care. And as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living.
1: Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world.
2: On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them.
1: Getting your own human design chart is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. Okay, welcome back to the Human Design in Real Time podcast. Um, As you've heard, we are very excited today because we are speaking about our friend group, The Love Coven, and how we have maintained a meaningful friendship for 14 years. Uh, Joining us is our beloved Erica Volani, who was previously on an episode with us, I believe episode four, we've talked about her a whole bunch. So we're very excited to have this episode. Um, As a reminder, Erica, Erica is a one-three sacral generator. So welcome back, Erica. Fourteen
0: years. I know.
1: I know. What? We did the math earlier and was like, oh, right.
2: Oh, oh it's, it's been so a while. To show everybody the photos from fourteen years ago.
1: They, I still have them somewhere, and they are. Oh, they all gold. over
2: Facebook. That <laughs> Every time we... they
1: come up on that my time hop. Huh? It just oh my never god
2: gets old. <laughs> I know every, every time it comes up on a time hop you I send know. it to us and we get to have that what? moment <laughs> look at the babies
1: <laughs> look at how young we were how fresh-faced mm. how naive to the rest of the world
2: <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> the best well, uh, thank you so much
0: for having me. I'm honored to be a guest star in this season of Human Keep Design in Real, in Real Time.
2: Time. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it.
1: So, um, just to give our audience an idea of how this group has come together, how we met, how we formed the Love Coven, let like. Let's give them like a, a a brief history of how we all sort of came together.
0: Yes. Yes. Do I, love... I start? Or do you do is there? Sure. Yes. I Go we ahead. want to hear from
2: you because we, we talked about yeah, this earlier. Megan and I actually Tell talked about this Your side this earlier, of the story. So let's hear your side of the story <laughs> first. I'm curious about what was said. Okay, I'll say my
0: version. Yes. So we all went to the same theater school essentially and then ended up going to the same trip. It, to Italy so we knew each other but the the real magic happened when we went to this trip in Italy where we studied abroad for like two weeks and it may just be say we fell in love <laughs> three of us <laughs> literally just like fell in love and the rest is history uh, more or less and then many years went by where we stayed close and then when I don't know I guess over time like we just like somehow kept finding each other more and more when the pandemic hit we started a weekly girls night like over zoom which we still do to this day and it's the best and it really like it's a commitment we put in our calendars and we end up talking for hours and never like there's very few moments of a lull I feel like ever with us um and (laughs) yeah that's 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 my like basic synopsis of the
2: love cabin. Love it. <laughs> love it. That's it's very accurate. That's a pretty yeah. good synopsis of the way that things happened. I I think we wanted to, because one of the things that's super fun with human design is that when we look at the way people met, a lot of times, especially when it's a, when it's a, like a meet cute situation where there was universe involved Strategy comes into play a lot. And so just so anyone who is listening doesn't know mine and Megan's uh, design, so you know, what we're looking at in this episode is the three of our charts put together and what is what is present because of that. Erica, as we mentioned, is a 1-3 generator. I am a 2-4 emotional projector. And Megan is a 5-1 emotional manifesting generator. So we have all three, we have three of the main energy types, the three main energy types in our friend group. Um, and so that means that my strategy is to wait to be invited that Erica's strategy is to wait to respond and that Megan's strategy is to wait to respond and to inform so she's going to be doing a lot of that initiating so when we look at the way that we met so we were talking about this earlier because Erica the way that you and I became friends like became decided to become roommates happened in a class it was one of the classes for the the like we were all going on this trip and we were all in class and we were supposed to pick our roommates that day. Megan and I were actually already friends and it's another a friendship that I was invited into. Megan was friends with my roommate and Megan just kind of happened to be in my room regularly because my roommate was <laughs> friends with her. And then I feel like, Megan, you just kind of decided that we were going to be friends. And I was like, okay, friends.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, she's cool. We're going to hang out. It's going to be we'll hang out eventually. We go to the same school. It'll be fine. Exactly.
2: And so we became (laughs) friends. So I was trying to remember because I think I was actually planning on rooming with Megan. And then something happened. And I remember there being this whole big conversation among all of the musical theater girls. And apparently Megan was actually... In the hospital, <laughs> I was sick.
1: The day that everybody was picking their roommates for the Italy trip, I was in the hospital with the flu and I missed out on that whole conversation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I got to a room with a very lovely girl. You know, I think we had talked about it and then she maybe volunteered. I, I, I don't remember the, the whole situation, but I remember being like, okay, Meg's my roommate. That's oh, fine. Megan.
2: We're, we're good with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> The other, the other Megan. Megan, the Megs,
2: the Megs, you know, room together. The four yes. of us really spent the entire trip together. It was so great. Yeah. But Erica, I don't remember why you and I ended up deciding to be roommates. I think like you um, were supposed be to honest? room with someone. I don't either. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: to be fair, it was
2: fourteen, it was 14 years, years ago. ago.
0: So- I feel like we can give ourselves a little bit. I was bit of a literally pass. like, am I developing a memory problem? Because I literally <laughs> cannot recall the moment. And we were like, yeah, let's be roommates. I just remember that we were
2: roommates. We it's... are getting so old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't say that. No, we're not. <laughs> I can't remember who you were supposed to be roommates with, but I think you were supposed to be roommates with somebody else and they had. Picked someone else or something and so you and i kind of ended up together and it was this moment of like i remember having it like presented to me and i remember it was it was more than likely you were given something to respond to it was like ah could would you want to be roommates with kayla and you were like yes sure and i was just kind of i, I thrust into the situation and was like okay i i Eric is cool. Like, I barely knew you at the time. We were in yeah. different programs. I We weren't in the same friend group. And I was just like, okay. And then I remember being on the trip. And there was this one night that we all got very wasted. And you and I were on a bus in one of the booth things together, just screaming about how much we were in love with each other. And that was... <laughs>
0: In the beginning. Remember that <laughs> and everyone was like, have they, everyone just accepted it. No one seemed even faced at this point. No,
2: no, oh, it was, God. it was fabulous. But like I, I was saying to Megan earlier that I felt in a lot, in most of my friendships, actually, when I look at all of these, the, the way that I meet people, I often feel very not in control of the situation, which makes <laughs> sense being a projector I need to be invited in and then I'm just kind of there so that is how I feel like I ended up in our little trio I was invited in <laughs> yeah I guess
0: I, I almost feel like it makes sense that I just responded mm-hmm. if you think about it I have not thought about this in this way at all I'm going to be totally upfront. I didn't think about how our human design charts would affect how we responded or how our strategy to how we met but yeah I guess you're right it was like a response but it was intuitive in like the sense that I feel like honestly my sacral center probably led me there if I'm being real about like you know who I gravitated towards based on energy right that would be a sacral center response so you know
2: yeah and the other thing that I thought was so funny is that because Megan has a motor to her throat had she been in that room, she and I probably would have been roommates. Because she probably yeah. would have come over and been like, do yeah. you want to be my roommate? And that yeah. would have been my invitation from the throat motor. And we may never have gotten so close. So like the fact that she wasn't there, there may not have been a trio. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't even know who I was planning on rooming with. I couldn't even tell you. I wonder.
1: I can't even remember who else was in that class, aside from. I like... know.
0: <laughs> No, me, from, I probably you know. forgot that we were supposed to find a roommate and was just like, who wants to I was left? probably stressing <laughs> over something school related that I was stressed about and totally didn't even bother to think about the trip at all. Yeah. That would be weird.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that
0: probably would happen.
2: Absolutely. It was one of those little like musical theater kerfuffle moments. Like, I remember it being like a gaggle of girls all deciding who was going to be in rooms together. <laughs> and it was like, you we're pairing even up. To and have we're pairing up. Oh my God. I, I don't, yeah. I, I do not. I don't think so. <laughs> so. Yeah, No.
1: No, we were not organized enough to have those conversations ahead of time whatsoever. You were like too
0: busy worrying about Rob or Amy's class at that oh, point. Geez. Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like because Kayla, we mentioned that uh, I have the gate of friendship and being like, Kayla's my friend. When we got to Italy, I was like, okay, but we're I'm hanging out with Kayla and Erica because I like them. I know them. We're going to be friends. And I decided that the four of us were going to hang out together, Meg, Meg, Kayla, and Erica, because I was like, this is, these are my people, this is who I'm going to hang out with.
0: And I feel like that's also the energy that you bring to our group, Megan, is you're the initiator that, like, gets us along, the glue that holds everyone together, if you will.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You
0: are the glue. Nice and sticky.
1: (laughs)
2: We were actually talking about so like one of the cool things about our charts when we when I put all of our charts together, um, a few things came out and you know whenever you put charts together you have electromagnetic channels which are channels that are created meaning like energy through lines that are created that don't exist among the individuals but exist when we're together then there are compromise channels which are energies that one of the people has in their chart already and then the others get to have one of those gates so they get to really be part of that energy and then there are dominance channels meaning that these channels only exist in one person's chart and there are no connectors for the other people So one of the energies that Megan creates that neither Erica, you, or I are connected to at all is the tribal energy of community. It's literally the meeting of loneliness and friendship. And so she is the only one of us who has that friendship gate, who has that kind of deep understanding of what it means to be in community. So I think that you're absolutely right. There is this level of Megan kind of being the reason that our trio continues to be a trio who stays together as a community because she's the one who has that energy and brings it into the space. Wow.
1: Right? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it crazy to like look back on our years of friendship and put it in this lens and go – Oh, that's why that happened.
0: Okay. But also on the
1: flip side of
0: that is to look at how we each have evolved within our own design over time and how our relationship as a whole, especially like the past, like three to five years, right? Mm -hmm. That we've been like really regularly, like in touch, right? Every week. having our girls nights and whatnot i feel like the way that this combination of energy has impacted each of us individually is also really important in there
2: yeah oh absolutely a hundred percent absolutely that's actually one of the big topics that we had on the list to talk about is that our charts create a lot of individual energy So when we look at the electromagnetics of our charts, the channels that get created, um, most of them are individual knowing channels. I think there's one that's individual integration, but there's a lot of this individual energy that we create together. And I think a huge thing that has helped our relationship to thrive is that rather than focusing on the way that each of us affects the others we focus on the how we can support each other in individuality. We focus on how can I support the other two in standing strong in who they are and what they need to do, rather than taking things personally or, you know, allowing uh, the actions of another to be feeling like victimized by the actions of another of another person in the group. It's always about supporting the individual. And that's super important in our designs as well. That's really cool to think
0: about.
1: I think we're really good at taking the time to hear each other and what we're going through in the moment. Like, especially with our girls' nights, we've been able to, you know, whatever is going on in our lives, we'll say, hey, this is happening right now for me and I want to talk about it. And we'll be able to talk through whatever the situation is, whether it be business, whether it be romantic, whether it be, um just general life stresses we give each other the space to comprehend in our own way what's going on um and and just be supportive and be caring and loving and i like that's so hard to find and i'm so yeah. thankful
0: <laughs> that we have this little trio what was that we came up with like a couple of years ago a radical acceptance yep yeah mm that's sort of like what i think that whole combination in our design like our design as a as a collective is i think that's what it sort of creates honestly like there is a sense of radical acceptance and like we each understand everyone's traumas slash um, sensitivities and struggles and each of us can kind of give our own pieces of ourselves that counterbalance that in order to like
2: lift other person up. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent.
0: While making that person also feel seen and heard. Yeah,
2: and absolutely. Yeah. Which I think is
0: huge. Having that sounding board in your life, I think, is incredibly powerful. That's kind of what therapy is for yeah. a lot of people. Um, not that what we have is therapy, but it has it's similar in function in the sense that we are getting similar benefits. Um, we are having some safe space that's being held for us.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and one of the things that was coming up when we were looking, when I look at the charts, is the ways that we communicate really uh, support that, that space, that safe space, that creation of the safe emotional space. Um, Because the channels that we create that connect to the throat are the channel of structuring which is connecting the mind to the throat. So this is kind of helping us to assimilate thought. It helps us to take insights and then assimilate them into our lives. So when we are able to just kind of talk things through, that's that energy. Then we also have the channel of openness, which connects the throat to the emotions, which is literally, it's it's caution meets grace. It's this concept of literally being able to be open with those emotions that you might feel trepidatious to share. And so that's something that I find is super important in our relationship is that we can share the things that might be scary. Um, And then another one is the 2010, which is awakening and so this is all about transformation and a lot of our communication comes through that kind of transformation uh circuit i guess you'd say like we do a lot of kind of talking through something in order to come to an understanding that we didn't know was there until we've talked through a thing yeah 100%. yeah and then oh the last one was the channel of inspiration and that's a creative channel. It's contribution meets creativity. So, and I think one, that's one of the main things that the three of us love to talk about is our fulfillment, contribution, the ways that we can affect the world with what we do. So I I would love to hear how how you guys experience this in our group. If this is resonating with the way that you feel we communicate and like if there are things within our friendship that you feel you can communicate with us that we can't that you can't really communicate to the rest of the world.
1: I can say personally, I definitely feel most open with you guys and that telling my whole truth to anybody outside of this group and you know my husband or maybe like my immediate family i i definitely hold a lot of trepidation and don't really feel like i can be fully myself and that's something that i'm working on but i know that i don't have to even think about holding back anything with this group here because i do feel so available to be open and like there is there is no hesitation that I can tell you guys anything and it will be received with love and understanding to the best of your abilities
0: I agree I do feel like that is one of the things is that we're all able to say whatever it is that we need to work through without worrying about being judged or being misunderstood and like it, mm. it, it's not just like, oh, yeah, my friends are a safe space. It's like, no, we actually, like, talk about really deep shit here first is usually where it begins. Yeah. It's sort of like the breeding grounds for all of the big transformations that we've had in our lives. Mm. Like, you guys were there with me when I was, like, making the decision, like, canceling my wedding.
1: Yeah. And yeah. It
0: was incredibly... <sighs> Scared and going through this transformative time where I had a lot of stress and anxiety that I didn't really want to share with the world. You guys were the place where I could come and talk about it when I worried about other people doubting me if I shared this stuff, right? Like things, examples like that. I mean, obviously I shared it with like my close family and like my husband, but I was able to work through some of that stuff and like get validation for what I was feeling and how to move past it. And so that's like been huge for all of us. Like Mm -hmm. Kayla, like we've seen so much of your transformation since the pandemic. Like Megan, like we went through so much, like going through the navigation of your house, like the (laughs) Hamilton house. And like, there was just, there's so many transformative moments where we've had to like hold space for each other to have those big transformations each individually. And with that really does come, like, a closeness that feels like, oh, this person has seen me at, like, my worst or has seen me, not at my worst necessarily, but at my most vulnerable.
1: Yeah. And they held the space. And, and you guys held yeah. the space for the most vulnerable moments in my life um, and, and your lives. And I think that we've done also an amazing job of inspiring each other to continue our journeys and to give ourselves the grace that we need to to move forward and continue to uh, live our lives and grow and succeed I mean Erica, I've watched you inspire Kayla to, you know, start her own business. And Kayla, you inspire me every day to just keep living in the most spiritual self. And Erica, you inspire me every day with your uh, tenacity and ability to just go and do. And it's like there is just so much inspiration um, from us just living our lives and being Mm -hmm. ourselves. And just taking away so much from the nights that we can talk and just, even if we don't talk yeah. about anything, like there have definitely been, been girls nights where I was just like, how was your week? <laughs> What's been going on? I watched this show. Oh my God, you did yeah. too. Let's talk yeah. about it. You know, but then in between those are also very yeah. transformative conversations
0: that go deep and are just so beautiful and bring inspiration sometimes when you least expect it yeah times where we've just showed up to a weekly girls call and like it got into like a whole deep life-changing conversation that just helped like and I would like go outside and talk to my husband and be like oh my god like we I had all these revelations on this call like I feel like I'm constantly like James this is like such a big thing that came up for me in Girls Night. It's like <laughs> And he's always like, okay. He kind of like asked yeah. me like how was Girls Night because he wants to know, <laughs> have any revelations to share.
2: Oh, that's amazing. Like, I love, that. Yes. I love that.
0: Normal like girlfriends who like talk about shoes and makeup and like hang out. No.
2: Like,
0: You're like a very spiritual We're, we're
2: we're the the love coven.
0: community. We're the love coven. coven. Yeah. (laughs) And then came the title. Yeah. But But, yeah, no, it's, which brings us to a lot of this stuff. The human design, like, you know, our witchy rituals, our witchy shit, as I like to call it, that we do together, that has also brought more transformative moments for us since we've just, like, we yeah. watched the impact that it's had on us over the years too. yeah. And the more we do it, the more we start yeah. to understand the power of that and like of energy work and having, combining this magic within our human design of that combination with
2: yeah absolutely and I want to I want to say just from my perspective as well the feeling of being able to be totally vulnerable in front of you guys is something that I don't I don't know that there's anywhere else in my life where it is exactly the way that it is with the three of us and like like you said sometimes we show up to a girls night and it's you know like we barely talk about anything. It's kind of random. We're, you know, floundering or we're tired or we're whatever. But the thing is, is that the fact that we meet every week and even if we have to skip a week, the fact that we have a conversation about it, that it's on the calendar, that we take it seriously, creates this safe space. Like it creates this container of I don't have to worry about whether or not these people actually want to hang out with me. Like I know That they want to be there for me the same way that I want to be there for them. And like, that's so powerful because I think so often, and like, this is something I know I've dealt with as a projector a lot of, but the idea of worrying about bothering people is something that literally uh, plagues my entire existence I am constantly worried that something I am going to do is going to bother somebody else so being in a group of friends where when I show up and often honestly I would say always I never know how I'm gonna show up like I never know who I'm gonna be until I'm in that room and we're having a conversation. And sometimes I'm chipper and excited and so happy to be alive. And then sometimes I will literally fall apart in a puddle and have no idea how I got there. And it doesn't matter which of those people shows up that day. You guys are there. You see me. You, are, you validate my experience, which is like I am so grateful that I have a space that exists like that. And I, you know, I'm also very close with my sisters and I'm also, you know, my partner and I can talk as well, but the safe space that we have created is really unlike anything else I've ever experienced.
1: Agreed. I'm so glad. I'm
2: so glad that we all have that with each other
1: i'm like happy yes, it's for each so... of us
2: that we all have this like this is what i would want yes. for my best like for the people i care about and love most in the world and i very sincerely hope that the other people in my life who i love get to have something like this because this is so beautiful and healing yes
0: i also wanted to add though that i feel like it's we talk about how like we can be super vulnerable together but I also think that, like, there are other people that we are also really this vulnerable with, like our significant others, our mm-hmm. parents, like our siblings, maybe, right? It's just different. It still feels like the stakes are lower
2: somehow. Yeah.
0: Maybe yeah. not necessarily for our significant others, but it's just different.
2: Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It doesn't
0: feel like there's ever going to be any consequences. Yes. Because you're never afraid of being judged. It doesn't feel like what we share is going to impact the other person at all. Yeah. Because that's just the type of space and and relationship that we have, where like we practice healthy communication and boundaries, and like we're not worried about like someone offending. Like that's never. I don't even think that's ever happened. Yeah. I don't think we we've yeah. never thought. We've literally never had like a major miscommunication that wasn't just like
2: resolved immediately. I don't know. I can't even
0: think of an example, but I feel like if there's always clear up. Yeah. Yeah. Love. yeah. Yeah.
1: And listening and active, active understanding, you know?
0: Yeah. And I feel like that level of vulnerability, but also that is incredibly rare and it is very different than, you know, the relationship that you have in other vulnerable situations where you're living with that person. Maybe
2: that's, that's, I, I think that a big part of it is the space because with our significant others, we're constantly in their aura. We're constantly around them. There is no you know, what you can take as much space as you want from your significant other. They are still your partner in all the things. They're still your partner in life. There is still going to be moments where you get on each other's nerves. But I think, and we actually, I wanted us to talk about this, this concept of what it takes to kind of maintain and create a relationship like what we have. Because it's, there is effort involved. It is not like... It's not like we just wake up and it's like this perfect, like "Ah, everything's perfect. No, like we have to make sure that we are, we're showing up for each other on texts. We're showing up for each other in our, in our group and also acknowledging what each of us need boundary wise, what each of us require Mm -hmm. and being very clear that. The things that Kayla needs are probably different from the things that Erica needs and are probably different from the things that Megan needs. And this goes back to our understanding of how important individuality is and how important it is to respect each other as individuals and like, you know, even things like uh, the first thing that just came into my mind because I'm a projector and you guys are both generators is that a lot of times on our calls, I will amplify your generator energy And I will like be high energy when you two are starting to fall asleep. (laughs) And then as soon as you guys get off the call, I am, I am gone. I am spent. I have, I have nothing left. (laughs) So really just like we've gotten much better at acknowledging, okay, so if Erica and Megan are starting to get tired it's time for us to go. Like it's time to go to bed. It's best for all of us if we make sure that we protect the sanctity of our individual energies. Because otherwise, if we're on a if we're on girls' night for four hours and it's midnight where you guys are, by the time we get off that call, <laughs> I I'm I have nothing. I have nothing left. <laughs> so yeah. It's just, I think the respect that we have for each other's energies is so important. And it, this is not something where we would want to be living in a studio apartment, the three of us constantly like that.
1: Yeah, that's
2: real. (laughs) real. We've never had to
1: do that. We haven't. We've never had to do that. So maybe that's why we're so close. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've never had to live together. Yeah. Uh, but it does create a different dynamic when you are in somebody's energy twenty four seven. Absolutely. And it does it it you know, the energy when you guys come to visit for a weekend versus our girls' night is very different. Yeah. And, that's uh, true. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, we're spending significantly more time together. Yep. Um but I, I again, even in those situations, I think we're very good at respecting each other's individual needs. Yeah and space as, as it, as it comes out. I mean, most of the time when we get together for a weekend, we want to spend as much time together as possible because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Yeah. But I know, you know, for Kayla, she needs more rest in the morning. So I wake up at my usual time and make sure that there's breakfast and coffee ready for
0: whoever wants it. (laughs) You know, the other thing is that we tend to, help each other uphold their own boundaries. Yes. Yes. So like, yes. We'll talk with each other about plans or about a situation. Like if, if it's not involving all of us, but like we'll remind each other about our boundaries, even when it includes us.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, like, or things, if we fall into patterns that aren't serving us, we will be the first one to you know, tell the other, hey, are you thinking about this thing that you tend to do? Yeah. The amount of times that Kayla has been like, um, do you think that's actually true, what you just said? Or maybe you just feel that way and it's a projection <laughs> that you're putting and you just assume X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so doing it again, right? Like, <laughs> so many of those moments where we can kind of like really yep. call each other out on our bullshit in the yeah. best way. Yeah. A
1: hundred percent. But not in like, uh, you just did that thing again, more of like a- A gentle nudge. Hey, yeah. just just a just a moment. Let's take a moment to recognize yeah. this. Yes. Let's it. just yeah. bring
0: gentle awareness and yeah. see what happens when we do that. And then <laughs> the person in question can be like, oh, I'm discovering this kind of myself now. Yeah. Organic. Yeah. <laughs> can have a reaction to that.
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh, 100%. And that happens for me all the time as well. I feel like with both of you, you'll both like, you know, that there will be things that come up and I'm talking a uh, blue streak through one thing or another. And it's like, well, but what if or do you think that maybe you're dealing with this part of it? Have you thought about this part of it? And I'm like, oh, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's just nice to know that we know
1: each other well enough mm-hmm. individually to be able to recognize that and say hey here's here's something that you need to to recognize in
2: yourself because i I recognize yeah. it, and I know that you yeah. can too and another thing on that that I think is so wildly important is that I think all three of us are much more in tune with our own energies than most other humans are. And so we also know when not to say something. Because I think that is a huge thing that happens in friendships all the time. I know this was a huge issue with myself and one of my sisters where there was this energy of, I'm just going to say this thing out loud right now. And I there's no like filter There was no filter of how is it going to affect this person? What is it actually going to mean for them? Because when you're in a reactive state and when you are not in control of your own energy, when you're not feeling sovereign within yourself, then a lot of times things will just fly out and you end up saying things that are hurtful. You end up saying things that are, you know, contradictory or conflicting, you know. Whereas I think because all of us are very clear on our own energy, we also know when not to say things. Because there are definitely times, and I'm sure you guys have done this too, where I'll have a conversation with my significant other and it's like, oh, so-and-so is dealing with this, this, this. And it's like, oh yeah, that, la la la, that makes sense. This and this, we're talking about it from a totally bird's eye view perspective. But that has nothing to do with what that individual person needs to hear and is ready to hear in the moment. And this is something that I know has come up a lot with yeah. like Erica and I on business things because at the very beginning of my business, I remember like Erica you were so excited about me starting my business and you were just throwing all of this advice at me and it was a little overwhelming and it got to the point where I think you realized it was like okay I'm I'm going to let her do her thing and when she asks me for help, I'll give her help and like so we've found a really wonderful, happy medium there. And it was all with love. There was never a moment where like I freaked out because I didn't want you to talk to me about business or where you like told me that I was doing it wrong. And if I didn't do it this way, it was never going to work like that never happened. You know, we were always with love. Yes, and I think
0: that because we are all coaches or coach personalities mm-hmm. in one way or another, that sort of again hyper aware individuals, yep, yep, yeah, who are used to dealing with other humans in this way and using those gifts in order to help other humans, does create a unique blend of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So true. Definitely. Yeah, and Megan, you are definitely a coach energy. Let's make sure that that's out there.
1: <laughs> and I do I do coaching at my job. There you go. Things. You
2: also coach me in our VA sessions.
1: So <laughs> I coach Kayla. Yeah. And tell her that she's doing she great. Does. Um and keep doing it her
0: way. Culture humans are also growth minded. I think yes. that is another attribute that could be a coachable like even if you're someone who's like not interested in coaching other people or being a coach generally if you have a growth mindset you yourself are coachable and can replicate that energy once you've experienced it Mm
2: yeah oh yeah yeah I I actually think because there's that you know the saying even coaches need coaches I almost think that people who are coaches understand the need for a coach even more than someone who has never coached before and is not a and has never been coached. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the coaches who don't believe that they need a coach, just like everyone needs coaches, don't be, are not actually great coaches. They don't no. believe in what they're doing.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or they think they know everything that they need to know, which is not a growth mindset. No it's very stagnant you're 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 cutting yourself off at the knees you're not giving yourself room to continue to grow a hundred
2: percent absolutely exactly
1: i would love to talk about the balance of power in between our group kayla uh was pointing out some really interesting aspects of our charts that you know sort of talk about the way we show up in the group and like the balance of power so kayla would you like to elaborate on that for us
2: sure absolutely one of the things that i think we that we've touched on a little bit already because of the way that we all met is that megan is the only person in the group who has a motor to her throat so megan in based on purely type megan is going to be the most quote unquote powerful voice in this group however Erica and I create what is called the channel of the alpha. So it's literally this channel that connects leadership to the concept of collaboration, uniformity. So Erica has a deep understanding of what it means for all individuals to do the thing that they're really good at and to show up together. And I have a deep understanding of how to lead those people to doing the things that need to be done. So even though Megan is the one who has this kind of like this motor to her throat power to make things happen, that energy of the alpha that uh, Erica, that you and I create, kind of creates this sense of leadership when the two of us are together. So I have that that gate of the leader, which is, it's actually my conscious sun gate. So being a leader in community is a huge thing for me. Um, And the way that my leadership gate works is that I have to wait for the people to tell me what they need, and then I can lead them to what they need. The fact that you and I create this channel means that we can kind of figure that out together. And so I feel like because this energy exists, there really isn't one person who makes all the decisions. I feel like it kind of bounces around. There's a lot of, you know, we make decisions together. And a lot of times there will be a few different ideas that get thrown around and we'll bring them all into the pot and discuss them in a very, like, this also comes back to that channel of structuring that we create, which connects our minds to our throats. So it literally all of us have undefined minds. So this lights up the mind for all of us. And this energy of structuring comes out in organization, comes out in being able to assimilate information. And when we make plans, for instance, we all collaborate and we are able to take both the leadership energy that I bring in the alpha energy that you and I create Erica and the throat motor energy that Megan brings in and we are all these powerful individuals who come together to collaborate so i yeah that was one of the one of the big parts of that that's real right right <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely
2: Which is why
0: it's so powerful in transformation as well, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why I think our friendship as a whole has been so transformative for each of us individually.
2: Yeah, Yeah, 100%. And I think that because there is so much leadership energy in this group, I feel like we are able to kind of lead each other into the things that we need to be working on. And, you know, I often find it's interesting, Erica, that you said that our group is kind of where every like where big decisions are made and like where big things happen. For me, it feels kind of like like the transition space that everything passes through. Like it's kind of like everything that I do gets passed through this filter of the love coven and during that time i'm going to get to hear the stuff out loud and i'm going to get to work through things and i'm going to get to and nothing actually like we don't make decisions in here but we're led to the place where we need to go in order to make that decision
0: 100 percent. that is a perfect way of putting it i i agree you just said it so much more eloquently and <laughs> this, like it's like the filter you pass through to make sure it's safe and clean yeah. <laughs> you feel comfortable yes and yeah. you've marinated it to know enough where you're going with it you know yeah. like you're you can go forth with confidence that it's you know passed yeah. through the filter yeah absolutely yeah
2: yeah because i often find that like i won't actually make the decision while we're on our girls night call but the things that i take from that call always help me to get there like it's always like it's my emotional processing it's my emotional authority getting to process so that i can get to feel that click and i get to make a decision <laughs> absolutely yes yes so,
1: with this in mind, with the uh, this idea that we are all leaders in our own group, how do Erica? How do you think that we have avoided competing or bickering with each other uh, as a friend group? Because that's something that happens, you know, fairly often in in other friends groups. So I'm
0: told. I, <laughs> I would not even imagine that. I know. Yeah. I you know, and like, yeah. it's so funny because we are all from the musical theater background, like the cattiest yeah. of places, but never <laughs> in our their lives or friendships, I think going back to 14 years ago, have yeah. any of us ever felt in competition with the other. Megan, like you and I were both in the same musical theater class, not once did I ever feel like you and I were and like we're not that different in the musical theaters like we could do some of the same things potentially yeah and like yeah yet it never once that was never once a thing and Kayla like we did the freshman musical theater cabaret and never once did that ever come up like yeah so that's something that is amazing to me and i think that has something to do with it i think that the roots and core of who we are and how we met are in that world and because that never was a thing for us that just never came up you know like and i think part of it is also that we're all doing different things Yeah,
2: I think mm -hmm. now that's a big that's a big part of it. But I also what's funny is that I think Because I did deal with a lot of like jealousy and feelings of competition, especially, I love you so much, Megan, especially with Megan (laughs) when we were in college (laughs) um, because, no, I felt that too. I mean, because we're very similar types. We fall into very similar categories when it comes to the type of roles we were going for. We both auditioned for the program at the same time and there were only three people auditioning. Because it was halfway through the semester like it was halfway through the year and she got in and i didn't yeah but what i can absolutely say is that every time i dealt with that kind of jealousy it was never actually coming from our relationship it was coming from my own issues with jealousy it was coming from my own issues with how i viewed myself with my own uh, sense of uh self-worth and there was never a point where, like, you poked me about it or anything. Like, I can definitely say there were other people who would kind of, like, poke and prod, you know? Like, it was that kind of, like, you know, like, well, yeah. I, I got this role, so. And then putting up the, oh, well, those people aren't cool enough because they didn't get into the big play or whatever. I never got that energy from either of you. Um, so I think a lot of that jealousy was my own shit. And as we grew, I think it was extremely important that at the moment that we all really started to connect later on, this is, you know, the the last like, you know, five years or so, three to five years, that we were all doing different things because I think there was a part of that world that really inf- like made the competition something that was at least something I had to think about. So having pulled myself out of the acting world, I think really opened me up to being able to just be me instead of letting that layer of competition and jealousy inform all of my relationships, you know?
0: I think that's huge for all of us as well. I think that like when we were in school, like there was so much like bullshit that we were all dealing with within like our own self-identity and self-worth that happened to everyone I know who went to a BFA musical theater program or acting program
2: in all yeah. of the world. Yep. <laughs> Literally. Um, I don't think it's just
0: pace like-
2: No, as everyone.
0: I think that as we all developed like richer, bigger lives that were bigger than that small, confined, often toxic world, we all were able to like discover our own potential and all of us became quite powerful in that if we're being if we're being real and honest. And so I think that like us kind of coming together and like still honoring that part of ourselves as a group, because let's be real, that still is very much something we can connect on.
2: Yes. Without yes. drama <laughs> bonding anyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have processed
0: a lot of that bonding. trauma together. Like we can nerd out about acting and doing oh, totally. stuff together <laughs> in a way oh, yeah. that is like a deep part of who each of us is and that's never yeah. gonna change. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah it's so layered. <laughs> yeah.
1: I will say, um little love coven history you know, after we left school, I, I don't think the three of us really hung out as much after school was over. Like we would occasionally say, hey, we haven't hung out in a while. Let's get together and do a thing. We would go out, we would do like one night of something, but it wasn't as close knit as we are now. I think, you know, the pandemic really helped with that because it was like, oh, shit, we we're going to be completely separated. Let's let's make more effort. Let's figure out how we can spend more time together. And I think that is where we realized, I think enough time had passed from that highly competitive, highly toxic environment where we all sort of came up. And maybe had some unprocessed trauma to deal with that we were able to say, oh, we can be in each other's spaces, not compete with each other, not feel like uh, we're connected to this thing that happened in the past that, you know, we may or may not have negative connotation to and actually be able to connect. Um, I think we just needed time to grow and live our lives a little bit to understand the importance of this Friendship, this relationship that we created in college and why it was so important to maintain it after. Um, and I think I really got like a huge eye opener when we started our, our girls' nights during the pandemic. I was like, I have been missing out on this friendship for how many years? Oh. Like, what
0: the fuck was I doing? Oh, <laughs> Kayla and I this experience maybe more than you, Megan, but like, our design i think influenced our friendship styles and so like for me as a very classic generator who is just always working towards the next goal always like following an inspiration or a passion and like just putting everything into that like i didn't really seek out plans with friends like yeah. I'm not generally somebody who like calls up friends to do something because I'm too busy focusing on what needs to get done in my life and being productive and being in my world that like I don't really have a lot of close friendships in that way. I, I've always had good friends, but like not regular friends in the sense of like this commitment that we all have to connecting regularly as a like high priority in each other's lives. In that structured sort of way. Like when I opt into that, I didn't opt in, it just kind of happened, I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I didn't make a choice. I feel like I just followed my sacral center. Yeah. And that, so I think in (laughs) essence, the time in our environment that we were living in in that time post college. I think is a reflection of our designs reacting to the environment that we were in and how that environment changed as we evolved and now how our designs react to our new environment that we are in and how that's different. So the pandemic was a new environment where we were all isolated and struggling in one way or another. And we came together and it exploded basically. Like that was the spark. that yeah. was the condition that this dynamic sort of needed yeah. to to take off in that way. I think
1: the pandemic really reminded everybody how important community is, how important friendships are outside of the people that you yeah. live with. <laughs> or if you lived alone, how important that was. So yeah. I think, you know, this is, this is evidence of that. There are several other uh, examples of that, but... Yeah, the life that we we lived and the environment that we showed up in in 2020, um, I think really did influence
2: how our friendship proceeded from there. And what's so funny, I will say, I remember we planned our first girls night and we got on and we like we're doing our nails and it was like we like we like didn't know what to do. And I remember thinking, like, this is so, like, before we got there, thinking, this is so weird. Like, I'm going to meet with these two people virtually. Like, what is that? What does that even mean? None of us had really (laughs) done that before, you know? And, like, so uh, the fact that that, that three girls meeting up and, like, painting our nails at the same time turned into this love coven is, like, It's mind blowing. It's yet another moment where I had no control, was just completely thrust into a thing and it became everything that I love. And like, that's how my life works. And I love it.
1: (laughs) We've graduated from painting our nails to doing uh, moon rituals and summer solstice rituals. like like a true coven (laughs) yes
2: yes I know I remember I came up with the with love coven because we decided that we were going to do like a a ritual it was la. it was a year ago I think it was I think it was uh like January last year was our first oh
1: was it after you guys came and we did our first in-person ritual together and then we were like okay because like when
2: we were planning that and like I, I love that we had to have that channel of structuring because it's just so on brand for our relationship. Every time we decide we're gonna do something, I put it in the calendar. I put it in the calendar, I give it a name, we decide on a date, I invite everybody to it. It's like, it's a whole thing. There's lots of organization involved. We plan what we're going to eat. We make sure someone's going to the grocery store. Like we have the whole thing. We have a general idea of what we're going to do planned out. And then we allow the spirit to take us. (laughs) But that first time I called it love coven something or other. I was like, we're going to be the love coven. And now we are, actually, (laughs) I feel that we are a coven. I feel that you guys are my coven. Absolutely. And I feel so safe to practice my witchiness with you. And I I love that. I love that. Do we talk about our last ritual, though? Oh, my God. Because I feel like that
0: is the epitome. Of everything Mm -hmm. we've talked about, like the power of the combination of our designs, and like how also how each of us has sort of contributed to all of us being able to lean into this type of stuff in a new way. There's so many (laughs) ways. Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: I'll dive into what happened at our most recent ritual. So, we recently did a summer solstice. Uh, ritual we got together we had a um we had a, an idea for what we were going to do megan always finds us our spells and then we take those spells And we kind of put our own spin on it. We do what feels right for us. And this one had a lot of, there were ritual moments and then there was a journaling section. And in the journaling section, we were supposed to journal on the new timeline that we were going to step into. And it was a meditation into journaling. So we decided that instead of playing a a guided meditation for us to do together because it, it was just not working. We weren't able to like all hear the same thing. We were like, okay, let's just mute ourselves and each put on our own music and do our own thing during the meditation and the journaling section. And what ended up happening is that all three of us had an extremely profound experience being in this container of contemplation being able to really see our lives see this trajectory of our lives but we each did it in such a an aligned type way (laughs) like we all (laughs) did something totally different (laughs) so I'll I'll let us all explain what we did but for me I was in a space of like seeing all of these big conceptual ideas. I had all of these like big concepts coming to me and I was really embodying being available for what was coming. And as a projector, that is super aligned for me. Just staying present in the moment, not actually planning my timeline and just being ready to be invited, being present and open. So I'll let you guys talk about what you did and how, to, how it relates to your designs. <laughs> um, well, mine is like
0: funny because I just went like super literal, but I jumped the gun. So I like wrote down my manifestations with timeline after the meditation or before the meditation, I knew what like my manifestations were. I understood the things that I wanted in general. And then I went into the meditation as okay, I'm gonna like let the timeline come to me. And as the timeline came to me, it felt like all the things that I had written down were now actually like, just if you like saw a movie where there's like a genius with numbers on a board, it would be like, as I was meditating, like you see his brain, like it was just like all the different, like different things started to slide into place. Like, <laughs> yes, obviously.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, like, the way that all the things, whether it was like personal goals or business goals or like <clears throat> creative goals, they all informed when the other was supposed to happen, which was so cool because sometimes it can feel overwhelming to have all these things to focus on. But as I meditated, it came to me how all of these things were going to happen to let the next thing happen and that they were all connected because they all came from me and my world and what I do and my energy and the things that I'm creating, right? And it was just so freaking cool. Yeah. Um, And I like, as I came out of it, I was just like, duh. I really didn't see this order and progression and all of this play out because I was so stuck in like metrics and my head and like my generator type A self needed this space and energy to yeah. help me be able to expand out of that.
2: And I feel like really yeah. letting your sacral center inform those decisions it was like you had made a list of things for yourself to respond to and then when you got in that meditation you were responding to every single one of them and then they were just falling into place and i I have to mention here because erica has the channel of maturation which connects your uh sacral to your root and it's literally the meeting of starting things and finishing things so the fact that your, that your whole experience was you using that sacral energy and responding to these things that you were going to start and finish and put in a timeline in the way that they were supposed to go is, like, so aligned for you. It's beautiful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was very powerful. And I've like, been feeling the effects of that, like, plenty. It was so healing for me to get that clarity. Like, I can't even... I can't even emphasize it enough. Like, yeah, it's really cool.
1: Mm. What about you, Megan? Yeah, yeah. My my meditation uh, took me on a really insane journey, and like, <laughs> I m- my imagination went wild, uh, and I discovered in this meditation another. Um, character within myself. So something that Kayla and I have been working on is that um, I have these characters for every one of my centers. And this character kind of came out of nowhere just like came up behind me and took over and just flew me across this insane world and timeline and showing me all of these things that I can do and that I you know was I'm looking at and going yes absolutely that is how my life is going to play out um but this you know I'm I'm still discovering this character and it was so excited to meet this new part of myself like, this is, this is me. It's another facet of me. And I was like, oh, man, this is a badass. This, this, this character is freaking cool and scary, but also amazing. So I'm going to take this journey and I'm going to run with it. Um, so that was super exciting for me to, to take this, uh, to, to sit in this meditation and be able to discover something about myself that I didn't know existed uh, which was very exciting. It was very animated, very colorful. My that's where my mind goes when I have these meditations. So it was, it was, yeah, absolutely amazing. I just want to say, like, even in the meditation, even though we were all doing our own thing, we still had like the camera screen up, and we were still doing this virtual uh, ritual together. And I still felt the support and 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 openness that I could dive into this meditation with abandon and just discover whatever it is that I needed to discover. So I, I know that whatever my, uh, outcome was from that meditation, that it was going to be received so well. And we were able to talk about it. And I was just like, this is, this is a safe space to be able to, to have this kind of discovery, which is so huge.
2: I, I think, yeah, that was something for me too because I didn't uh, – I usually can't just meditate to music. Usually my brain cannot handle it. But being in that space and having that like container where it was so safe and we that's what we were there for. That's what we were there to do. I was really able to drop in and it was just beautiful. Um, and then I want to mention, based on your design, Megan, because you came out of that meditation and you were like – I went on a huge journey and (laughs) as a manifesting generator you are here to jump all over jump from here to there all the colors all the things jump into all the different things skip a step go back like and that was the experience that you had had and like so it was just such a beautiful it was so fun for me as a human design coach to come out of this and be like guys we were all just our most aligned selves (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that wait also
0: though i just wanted to say though that when i finished my meditation i woke and kayla had already finished hers and then we both just like kind of smiled at each other because we realized we said five minutes we definitely did like 10
2: oh it was yeah
0: (laughs) yeah And like we were all lost in our meditation, was just so cool. Again, like the amount of comfort that you need to have to like get lost in a meditation with other people, I think is pretty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, in this small, intimate, just the three of us on screen, not wanting people to be like annoyed waiting for you and feeling awkward, like that didn't even come up. Like, Kayla and I just had like an inner knowing glance and smiled and were like, we trust that she will. She's guiding herself back here in the time that needs, like. Oh, I
2: know. To it, I took you know? so long. <laughs> no, it was fine. And what was, what was great is that then Erica and I both did journaling. And so then I, we felt bad because when we finished later, you were like, so if you want to journal about this afterwards. And we were like, well, I already journaled about it a lot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Megan, <laughs> you make sure you journal before bed. <laughs> and I did, Good. I did. Yeah. I, mean,
0: I got it just in. Just that whole flow of events. Yeah, like it was just so it just says so much yeah absolutely so i have one
1: more question before we go um i want to hear from all of us i mean we've sort of talked a whole lot about our friendship today but i have a question and i want all of us to answer what does this friendship mean to you individually so how how important is this friendship to you um and I, I think what I, I'll start and I'll say that uh, this friendship is community for me, which is super aligned, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this friendship is a, a really important sense of community that I need to feel um, like my fullest self, knowing that I have this group to come to and that I can be my best absolutely wacky and insane and weird self with abandon (laughs) and not have to worry about anything. I can just show up as me and it is accepted and loved. And that kind of um, community means so much to me. And I want to be able to show up for you in that way and say you be your most beautiful wacky and weird self and I'm here for it. That's what this friendship means to me.
0: I love that. Okay, I have mine. Okay. Okay, so this friendship means to me both all of all of the above. It is a safe space and super healing, but also a fire starter Mm -hmm. and a filter. I mean, I could Mm -hmm. go on, but I think all of those things have different functions. You know, like there is the healing. And the safe space, I think are two different things in of itself, you know, the safe space provides the venue healing is the actual like messy stuff that you come and share and exchange with each other. And I think it's not just like, it's safe space and healing for me, no, like, it's just as gratifying to hold that safe space and healing for you. And it's constant exchange because as each of us grows the rest of us learn more about ourselves. So it's not mm-hmm. just like, oh this is what I get out of this. It's like yeah, this is what I get to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yes. Yeah. The fire starter is what we talked about like all night, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's the place where things where everything begins the place where everything gets to move through the idea incubator yeah I again same as Erica all of the above everything both of you just said is so very very relevant um and I think oh god this is going to be the most projector response that's ever existed (laughs) I Megan when you asked the question I got chills there is this just absolute innate meant to be feeling that i get when the three of us are together and it is it is all encompassing and when i am in the group with the three of us it's almost like i get to be the best version of myself and like Sometimes I will talk to you guys about how excited I am about something and I'll feel super excited about the things that I'm doing and then later I'll find myself in an emotional low or I'll find myself dealing with other things or getting lost in my head and I think to myself why did I tell them that I was enjoying this so much like I'm, I'm having so much trouble right now but I think the thing is is that when I'm with you guys I am. You literally give me the space to feel joy in a way that I don't often give myself the space to feel outside of our group. And I think there are so many things that like, so many things like that. I'm looking at your faces. I'm like, I'm getting emotional about this. (laughs) There are so many things on that same vein that like having you guys in my life and having this situation is so it is part of who i am it is part of my world and it's necessary in order for me to thrive to have this space so i 100% think that all of the success and all of the growth and all of the all of the things that i have done over the last 2 3 years which my life took a huge leap i took i've taken 50 leaps of faith in the last three years and if i didn't have you guys as a support system during all of that i don't know if i would have felt strong enough to do it because every single time we show up in that room together you guys make me feel like a million bucks (laughs) you guys make me feel like i i'm here for a reason i have magic to share and i don't need to be afraid to share it and like that is just it's everything that a projector needs (laughs) so Thank you. We
1: didn't even get to talk about the gates that we create that we share. together, but you mentioned that you have so yep. much joy, and I'm like, well, we create we the, the gate, the, the gate
2: of joy, you and know, abundance. Before we finish up, Ugh. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read the six. There are six gates that the three of us all have in our charts, so these are shared gates and these are gates that we all experience in our own lives and when we're together we really understand them even more deeply together and those gates are creativity and self-expression self-love and what i like to call the gate of the unicorn it's gate 10. sensuality intimacy sexuality this kind of like uh, kind of the masculine side of our deep feminine energy i think our feminist energies come out a lot in this abundance which is just this like abundance of spirit as well the fighter knowing what's worth fighting for and i think that is one of those deep things that i feel about our friendship is that it is 100 percent worth fighting for always and joy just unfettered joy and what that means at a deep primal level so
0: and the perfect imagery of that is anytime the three of us get together with our significant others and the men stand back and watch us it's like they're at the zoo i love coven in the wild just yes. Screaming and jumping and hugging and probably some singing. I'm just like everybody, just losing their shit. And the guy standing
1: there going, "Do, do you understand? No. no. Okay.
2: okay. Yeah, me neither. Yeah.
1: They don't need to. They, they don't need, need to, to understand, to understand it. this love. We we, we it. understand that's, it. That's
2: besides the point. Yeah."
1: Well, I am so glad
2: we got to do this episode, you guys. I'm so glad I finally uh, put so all of perfect. our charts together. It was, it was so much fun. I know. This was so
0: nice. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Of course, of course. And I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point. The Love Coven cannot go too long without being on the podcast. It's necessary. Yes. Obviously. Absolutely. Obviously.
1: If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at human
2: design in real time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com to book an introductory human design session, where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's kayla ecom We're always looking for
1: awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email
2: at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us
1: and thanks to you our listeners for supporting this podcast keep discovering your human Human design design in real time. time